Hi guys, welcome to the Hex Podcast. It's season three, episode eleven. I'm here with Jason Bone and Max. And I've got your surname, Craven. Max Craven. Yes, a proper strong, surname. strong name. Makes my look stupid. <laughs> so um, Max Craven is our new manager here at Hex. Uh, it's, it's day three today. Day three, so I've officially straight yeah. into his first podcast. Yes. No messing around. Oh, and Jason is. Um, He's been around for a while, haven't you? Uh, yeah, been annoying in you life. for a while, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've known, <laughs> yeah, known Jason since Virgin Active 2010. Must have been, yeah, 2010. Too long, guys. Yeah. Uh, so introduce yourself a little bit, Jason. Uh, yeah, I'm Jason Bone. Uh, I've been personal training since 2006. Uh, went into management when I went to... Yeah, 2010 I went into management and still did personal training. Um, Can you tell the story about how we met? Probably? <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear this. Exactly good. I want to hear exactly good. So I was uh, I was a like a semi-regional manager. I was in control of two two gyms, uh, Wandsworth and Putney, at the Virgin Active. Phil was a personal trainer at Clapham Old Town, and. I got a phone call from my regional manager saying I need you to become a, uh, come and be a witness for a disciplinary because two members of the Virgin Active from Clapham Old Town. Sounds like the scale. Yeah, it's not. It's, yeah, it's not actually that bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, I need you to sit in and be uh, a witness for the disciplinary. So I bowl in there and I see this guy. <laughs> so <laughs> I sat there and do you know what he done? Was he, he posted on his website? So this is back in the day when like websites weren't really a, it, like where, mm. it wasn't like there was no Instagram or anything like that. So mm. a website was kind of like a good way to get your client. Um, but you posted videos of you working out in Virgin mm. Active um, or training someone in Virgin Active, but it was for a private website. While uh, okay. I was in contract with Virgin Active, it wasn't for. I mean, I don't think they do anything like that now. Yeah. I think my, for my defence, though, my mate who was doing all these website stuff, so I've created this website. I went, "Call me, I go for it." And then he pulled pictures off my Instagram or off something else. It wouldn't have been Instagram. Cause it's before, oh, Facebook, maybe. Might be. He yeah, pulled fair, pictures yeah. and just put on there. Then the first time I knew about it is one that I was in disciplinary, and I was like. I actually don't know anything about it. And he's like, yeah, sure you don't. I was like, no, I actually don't. <laughs> but the best thing was, so that was that was where it first met and it was like, okay, fine, fine, fine. But then I decided about six months later, I was like, I didn't, they they kind of sold me this like regional manager job would be, you'd be like, um, you know, helping personal trainers, building up their profile. And it was all in the office. And I was like, do you know what? I miss personal training. I'm going to go back to PT. I'm going to leave. And they said, well, listen, what we want you to stay in the company, we can offer you offer you world class PT because they had this Whoa. top level, but they they had like eight in the country that were world class PTs, and they said we'll offer you world class. Um, where would you like to go? And I lived in Clapham, and I was like, do you know what, go Clapham. So, so we're in our lives. My, and then you're in, my you're first in. day, you can imagine, like my first day, I walked in. Hi guys, <laughs> it was you <laughs> it and was Veron- Veronica. Or yeah. Veronica. Well, like, mean, like Mean Girls. Yeah, it was. It was like I was like. So, uh, sorry about that. <laughs> uh, I remember you. Yeah, that's it. No, but uh, we got on really well straight away, didn't we, really? It was a good group there. I'm just thinking, session. actually, uh, if that was in 2010, how old were you then, Max? 2010. <laughs> I would have been 13. Then. 13? Yeah. There you go. Lots of changes then. Yeah, fitness industry has changed a lot, hasn't it? Massively. Social media. Yeah. There you go. Max, a little bit of background. Um, I basically have just been within kind of professional, semi-professional rugby since I was 16. Um, 
Uh, I was playing over in Birmingham, playing for Worcester. I then um, went to uni when I was 18, studied sports, sport and exercise science, was in and around the SNC kind of world from there whilst playing um, and linked with Nottingham, who play in the championship. Nice. Um, then from there, I've kind of moved in and around like rugby with regards to playing like semi professional rugby, PTing on the side as well. Then that taking the forefront of my time. So, full time PT, and then I went into kind of like a full time SNC role a couple of years ago. Working with individuals, kind of like older populations, as well as professional teams, so rugby teams, footballers, um, many different kind of sports as well that you probably wouldn't even know of. Things like dodgeball, Quidditch, a uh, bit Quidditch, yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so kind of like a vast array of things in a short amount of time. Um, yeah, that's it. So what brought you to London? Uh, moving with my missus. I thought you were going to say Hex then. <laughs> <laughs> that was so, uh, yes, yeah, that was yeah, yeah, I heard about Should Hex. Should we do a retake? Go again, go yeah, again. That's fine, yeah. um, right, guys, so today's uh, topic is getting back your fitness post summer holidays. So it's a time of year where it's September. I think some people are still on holiday, mm. but a lot of people have um, paused and, well, memberships have paused their like, fitness or wellness for, say, four or five weeks, and then mm. they just go on holiday, drink lots. Not really a holiday, it's more of a going away just to bit, get pissed up your friends yeah um, and they come back in like dire need of some uh fat loss and some health so yeah do you know what it's it's mad like my client i, I mean i took most of august off mm. because and, and i decided this last year because all, all of my clients and i dropped down i was doing like seven hours a week where all my clients went and i was like what am i doing like trying to get people and they're all away they're all mm. like listen we'll contact you mid-september so they go away for the whole thing um, so this year I was like, do you know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go away myself. So me and my wife we went away f- four or five times. Mm. We did little mini holidays. Spain we went to Spain three times. So when when your clients are away, do you have any contact with them while they're away? That you're just gonna start back every September? Yeah, do you know what? I t- I, I tend to kind of like just send them the odd message just to see how they're getting on. I don't want to push them because like they they obviously work really hard. They train really hard, and then there's that time of like, okay, I need to reset. I need yeah. to. They need to remember why they're doing it as well. That's, uh, for me, that's quite a big thing, you know. Like, I don't train professional athletes where they have mm. to be kind of like rigid know, ri- with their yeah rigid yeah. with their diet, rigid with their training, and then it's kind of like, might be seasonal thing. Um, so they have to do things off season, and then it comes on to on season. It's kind of like they they work hard. They want to get into their their shape, and they do for for their for their summer holidays, you know. And then they go away, they enjoy themselves, and they reset. And I get these messages. Which is great. I'm really lucky with this. I get the messages saying, "Oh my God, I put on this weight." I mean, it's not great. They put yeah, on the weight, yeah. but it's for my business. Yeah, yeah. And then it's like, right, okay, I need to get back in. <laughs> great. I'm, like, I'm watching Galatia. You just eat that cream yeah. pie. Go on. How's that white wine doing? Lovely. Yeah. Go on. That's it. So yeah, no, I'm really lucky with that. Get get they send me a message and they get back into it. But what's the what's the like the norm of like. Not the state, but like yeah, well, the state of them coming back. What's like the norm of like how much damage they've done? It's tough. It's tough. Like Sometimes, it's, do you know what? Interestingly, I've had two today. I've had two today that have come back and they're actually injured. Mm. They've injured themselves. So one's got an issue with his hip, um, and then which they're saying they've got back problems, but it's actually from their hip. I think I don't know, it might be from sitting down too much. I don't know. Um, and the, the other one's got an ankle issue. So yeah. you know, there is when 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 there's that kind of moment of them winding down and not, not doing anything, certain things can happen. No? Yeah. Or they've been on an active holiday or 
dancing and Ibiza for Yeah, it, that's it. Well, that's the thing, yeah. Ibiza's I think, one. I think there's a couple of things that you need to kind of break it down from a from a, a us point of view to, to clients and stuff. That Firstly, break down what the client is and whether they actually treat training as either a part of health or it's actually part of their enjoyment. So mm. I know a lot of people that when they do go away, they need to actually wind down and not train and do separate and it refreshes their mind, all that kind of stuff. And then you've got the other clients who actually do enjoy training, so they want to go on holiday and actually still get sessions in. And then, so if you've got that client, you've then got to break down the sessions with regards to normally they're going to be in a hotel, the mm. gyms are going to be quite shit. Yeah. So program design-wise, you're going to have to probably make a few adjustments. So if you've got them on like upper lowers or whatever kind of plan, mm. when they then go away, you're probably going to have to say, right, if you're training four times a week, you break it down to one or two times a week, full body stuff, regret all the movements to suit that hot to suit that hotel gym and then you move from there um, and then the most important part when a lot of people do come back into training and they do normally result in injuries and stuff is people kind of compare what they were before they went on holiday to mm. what they are when they're coming back so yeah, try and jump straight back into yeah the exactly so if they were training a lot before and they've kind of developed a good amount of like training background they can really take a lot of like mm. load on their body a lot of intensity they'll then come straight back into it and then that fatigue will just skyrocket and then that will result in mm. um, injuries prior to that so it's always rebuilding them back into it I'll normally give them about a week just to kind of get acclimatized because mm. on top of that a lot of people do think there was a lot of studies that went out actually um, that kind of broke down how much strength loss you lose and uh, muscle tissue all of that kind of stuff um, and it actually takes over 28 days to lose anything. So you know when people even have a week off, they Day think, off. yeah, yeah, they think they look in the mirror and think, fucking hell, I, I look terrible. Yeah, exactly. When actually it takes a good amount of time to lose anything. Well, that depends on their age as well, though. Like it yeah. does. It accelerates yeah. a little bit more as you get older. Mm. But for the normal gem pop, like anywhere between like 18 to 50s, 60s, it's normally 28 days. So it's normally like movement pattern that is the thing that's letting yeah. you down so yeah. just because you haven't been under a barbell or anything like that for a while the foreign movement of that is normally the thing that feels really weak so once you actually get acclimatized to that again once that week comes on your strength will actually feel what would you say like the other factors were like cardio output and like fat gain if it's 20 days you probably gain a lot more fat yeah, that'll be that'll be a little that'll be a little bit more ascension. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. The cardio function will be less if you've done nothing and yeah, you used to do exactly. every day. Exactly. But usually, all, no one has it four weeks off do they have summer. No, so all my clients no. have two weeks max, maybe one, and most of them, um, or the majority, have one or two sessions are done when they're away. Yeah. Lower intensity, lower mm. volume. Yeah. Um, maybe like a forty minute, just a low low intensity thing. Uh, but none of them come back in that bad shape. And that's why you can say to them, like, a yeah. week, two weeks off is good for you. Yeah. Like, even if you want to just completely reset. Yeah. And the only movement you'll be doing is going for walks, swimming, drinking beers. It can be absolutely anything, mm. but you will, it's not going to send you back crazy amounts by having a week, two weeks off. So it's trying to, yeah, gauge where your clients are mm -hmm. with regards to if they do enjoy training and it's a part of, like, their mental health, they really feel like they need to do it try and implement them like a tr like a session or two in a week if they do want to completely reset allow them to do that it's healthy yeah as I you said it like it, it helped you just having that whole month off and you yeah. you're keen I mean, now to get in and train aren't you so well, i didn't have a month of training did you yeah, that's a month I, well i training, i i you've been here every week yeah well i think my consistency so normally i'm used mm. to training five six times a week and then of course you go away for four days mm. you don't train for those four days mm. i go away 
I went like the first day I went away, I literally slept on the beach. Like I was just I couldn't. And my missus was like, "Let's go and do this. Let's go and do that." And I was like, "Let's go sleep on the beach." Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You know, I just needed to like wind down and just kind of completely relax and focus. And like you, you know yourself, you kind of when you're training and you're in your training and you're getting these you're getting these little injuries and you're getting these little complaints and things, and you work around it. Like my elbow, like I just work around it at the moment, and that's what. And when you get a chance to go away and you kind of get to relax five six days off gives your body a chance to recover a little yeah. bit and then you can kind of go back in. I mean, my my client base, because where I am, like they go they go away for six weeks. Like I don't see them. Yeah. Like they just go to Barbados, they go where you know, like they go to these really nice places and it's like, right, okay, you tell them to kind of like, okay, this is what I want you to do and the chance of them actually doing it is quite mm. quite slim. We've got a few that will go hiking. Like they love they keep themselves active every day and it's so important to them and that's brilliant. You know, like they're an older population, so for them going hiking, mm. it's like a big deal. You yeah, know, like yeah. it's really good to keep them. Keep them. They do, they do strength with me, and then they do kind of like try and do a little jog once a week or something like that, just to keep their kind of cardiovascular up a little bit. Yeah. And then uh, when they go away, it's all about hiking and stuff. So, so the strain might be a lot lower when they're away, but I'd say yeah. it should be like their recovery should be increased. So more sleep, more sunlight, um, yeah. better, well, hopefully better nutrition. Less, well, less stress because you don't run around, around London. Oh, you yeah, work yeah. stress, so your downtime yeah. should be a lot more productive. Yeah, yeah. Your number one tip for me is when they do come back is just reduce your training load. Don't go straight back. In. I think that's just number up, one. Yeah. yeah, don't go straight back into where you were, balls deep. Like really reduce it just to get used to everything again. And then once yeah. that week's happened, you can kind of you're there. Then you're used yeah. to everything. You're acclimatized. You're ready to go. And if you've got PT clients, obviously you, you normally like factor that or raise it into the training program. Yeah, so for yeah. example, it's a twelve week program. After you test a week, they go away in an ideal world, and then you start back up when they're back. Yeah. Um, so that will obviously build. Yeah. Gradually that way. And these holidays feed into like, in an ideal world, as you say, you do it in twelve week blocks, yeah. and then you have a deload after that. Um, that's normally not as linear with like yeah. gem pop people. So like, you're not going to have everyday Joe who's working five yeah. days a week who's going to be able to stick to their training plan every single week, like family plans get in the way, holidays get in the way, so naturally people are going to deload anyway outside of that, so mm. that's why a holiday, if you can kind of factor that in with a deload, that's probably the best way to do it, so mm. if you can, talking very advanced now, if you can work that deload into that holiday, it's perfect, but if not, you got, I mean, you've got to think 12 weeks before you go away, yeah. built to build up to that time, which yeah, you exactly. can, is brilliant. Life deloads, life deloads most of us. Yeah, so like, like, on like a wellness um, spectrum, I'd say when you're at work or when you're full on in London, your screen time and your your kind of concentration levels are so high, aren't they? So mm-hmm. when you go away, if, if you can give some of your your um, like your members or your PTs, um, sorry, clients advice, it will be less screen time, more yeah. reading, um, less less stress, more mm-hmm. sunlight, more quiet time, yeah. family time. It's so just good be that, that escape, yeah. that world escape. So even that will put them in better, better position yeah. when they come back into training. Yeah, holidays are so good for that. Like I'd mm. recommend it for health. Like even I was talking to my pal the other day actually. Like I think he was listening to a podcast. and basically basically saying that like even if you do I don't know read a book or like you know when you have your alone time and you're kind of not on a screen, mm. you're not doing anything, but you've still got like music on or you've still got something and your brain's actually still working you're yeah. still not actually giving yourself a rest so that's yeah. why a holiday is so useful to just literally like 
wind yeah. down, give your senses a full rest, and then you'll actually probably less headaches, all of that kind of stuff. So like hikes, walk on the beach. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was like no distractions because I think. But you London, everyone's always got something on there, like you said, phones, TVs, yeah. computers, phone people chatting. Thing, isn't it? Especially yeah, social media. Mornings for me. Pulling TikTok, you in. TikTok, every morning. Yep. TikTok, I'm on there scrolling. <laughs> do you, have you got TikTok? No, I can't do it. I've, I've never even been on it. You'll get addicted. It's good. It's good. Anyth- everything you like. Are we showing our age? Instagram, memes is my thing. Like, I only got Instagram to send memes to the mates if you read them. And it's just yeah. like... Did yeah. you say memes? 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 I thought I missed you all from members. I was talking That's what I thought. I was like, memes. He's doing it. Memes. 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 What was the other thing? I'm dyslexic. Oh, I never picked up on that. Well, the other thing, has he always said it to you? No, I know. I've never heard of it. Never heard of it. He sends them to me all the time. He must be going, he sent them. Yeah. Send this, <laughs> spell it with a Z. Mems, look at these mems. Because uh, Katie the other day said to oh, us, um, she was like, puts us little letters, and we're like, oh, I text Jason, saying, what does that mean? Oh, oh yeah, so what was it the other day? BDB. Yeah, all these youngsters put all these letters because they're lazy to write. The oh, like the abbrevi- yeah. Yeah. abbreviations. Yeah, 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 yeah you know text those. forms. Oh, no, some of them. Like, yeah, like, we know LOL. Oh, give us some examples. Oh, so we well, get old, like, lol, and yeah. I don't know the other ones. Like, WTF. Yeah, you know that one. Yeah, really. I know yeah. that one. But there are um, some that I where DB, I go on to the DTF. Was it DVD? DVD. That's what she said. Don't be, don't be daft. That's what I thought. Yeah. But that's a weird. No, I think that's a weird one though. Yeah. I think when if you've made up, I don't know if she's made up herself. But if you make them up yourself, that's a. Well, we googled it. Show, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. But, yeah. What are talking about for? Memo. 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 About screens. Yeah. Time. It's good to reduce it on holidays. So I think generally, like what we talk about is if you go away. Obviously, it's just part and parcel of your year and, and downtime. Mm. Um, try and do stay off any screen time and anything stressful. Do I know a lot of people go out and drink and probably ruins their sleep a little bit, mm. but um, overall you should have better sleep quality, better downtime, um, better also, chill time. It, it, I, I find that that having that break, the motivation when you come back, you just kind of. Oh. I mean, I, I'm probably mm. more with, with us because we're in the industry, but I'm sure I know my clients when they come back. They're eager to kind of go back to see how they were getting on, like if they were progressing well and they want yeah. to get back to it. And it's, it's great to have that time away so you can kind of remember what you're doing it for and when you come back, you're excited to kind of yeah, get well, back Well, I'm always away and I'm not training and doing my usual kind of hard, hard fitness sessions. I then go review what I've done mm. and think, okay, this is working, this is not. Um, yeah. And then when I come back from my day, I'm like, okay, let's, let's push a bit more in this area, let's take it down this area, let's mm. focus on... Uh, this stuff is competition. But, I mean, like, uh, again, I don't know whether it's just because we're in the industry, but I find myself after like the my three days of sleep. Mm. If I'm on the beach, uh, I go into my notes. I've got thousands mm. of notes on my phone on Google Notes um, about like obviously clients training, clients programming, mm. but more so my own. Mm. You know, and I'm like, oh yeah, like, okay, so when I was doing this I remember my hip was feeling tight so okay so and I start looking at kind of good ways to like internal external rotation on your hip how you can kind of improve Mm. the mobility through there and so then by the time I get back I'm like right yeah yeah and I'm kind of spending 10-15 minutes you motivated aren't you 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 really are it kind of gives you this you, you, you get I get my best ideas once I'm kind of in that relaxed mode and I start thinking and I can think more you've got more time to think about what you want to do and what you want to achieve and where you want your kind of 
fitness goals. And that's the other thing as well, your fitness goals can change. Yeah, yeah. yeah clients can as well. I've had clients come back and they go, do you know what? I really want to work more on upper body strength. You know, I really want to work more on the, my glutes. I really want, and you're like, oh, okay, cool. You know, like they've had time to sit down. They might have been in a different circle as well. You know, like they've, they've I, I, I went to a wedding in Spain a couple of weeks ago and I met a different, you know, my, my wife's friend, she's Irish, so all these Irish lads, and they, obviously they know I'm in the industry, so they're asking me these questions and things, and they're like, oh, you know, like, I've heard about this, I've heard, and it's kind of like they've gone back and I've given them some ideas. One of them was, I think we're going to be talking about it in a bit, actually, cardio versus strength. You know, he's been told to do cardio and all that. You know, and I was explaining to him the benefits of strength, and so he's gone, right, okay, awesome. Mm. He's going to go back and... You know, looking, I said, listen, you need to get a good, you know, good coach to, to teach you how to, how to yeah. do your strengths, really. Yeah. I do say, like, people who aren't into fitness who have had big gaps, I mean, the main two times of the year where they're, like, really thinking about getting back into it are this time, post-holiday, yeah. like September, or post-holiday Christmas, when they've drank mm-hmm. it too much. Yeah. So this Always. is, like, when people are literally flocking back to the gyms and it's just trying yeah. to keep yeah. a healthy well, routine or build a habit. When we, was, when we worked at Virgin, we weren't allowed to have January and September off. Mm. You couldn't book a holiday in those times as personal trainers because they're like, it's our busiest two mm. months, you know, because people come back from, from Christmas and they're like put on weight or, you know, they've done something and they, they, they've had time away. They, they're super keen to get back in New Year's resolutions. Mm. Like, my God. I'll say January is probably busier just because I of the whole so. um, I think sober. Uh, uh, dry Jan. Dry Jan. Wow. Yeah, yeah, January is definitely a definitely a big one, and September as well. I think it it can drag into it a little bit. So some people they get they got their kids, their kids go back to school on the on like between Mm. like the third and the seventh. I think it is something around those sort of days. So of course, then they don't have that. Then they have to have a week of getting themselves settled with their kids. So they're like, I haven't really got time to do to do exercise. So then before you know it, it's kind of like the fourteenth of September, midway through Mm. September, and then it starts to kick in later on. So January is the biggest one. Yeah. 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 Right, guys. So it's going to be a few quick fire questions um, from members. So we'll start on the question um, cardio or weights? Question one. You can go first, you want to? Yeah. So so cardio or weights? Honestly, very broad question there but you can no it is and like you can you can sit on the fence with this one and go well it depends on what your goal is and blah 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 but for me personally weights is is more beneficial for more things and I don't think people tend to realize it like if you want to be better at running you run right but if you want to if you want to reduce your body fat percentage for me weights I want you want to increase your muscle mass and your BMR goes up so you so if you're sleep when you're sleeping, you're burning more calories. The higher your muscle rate is, so I think that the more benefits from weights, male or female, or mm. she, he, yeah. it, whatever. Yeah. I think I, I agree with that. I think weights and I think strength as a general pillar of kind of fitness always sits at the top of the pyramid, mm. just because it filters down into every other aspect of fitness. So if I touch on to your running thing, say you've got an everyday runner who wants to better their score and running is their main goal mm. um, obviously running is the main thing that gets you better at that your tempo runs all that kind of stuff but then on top of that if you think a runner every step they're putting their own body weight through that one leg impacting the amount of steps they're going to be doing is crazy so they're going to have X amount of kilos going through their body so the best thing to do that is actually generate some tissue tolerance in the gym 
some actual like joint kind of prevent like injury prevention stuff by lifting some weight, single leg stuff, weight, and then that's going to benefit that even more. And then on top of the cardio stuff, the reason that you do your weights and then that'll impact your cardio is because if you can lift a little bit more in the gym, it means you can pull push a little bit harder when you are doing your cardio. For example, if you're pulling a certain amount on the ski and you're at 100% of your RPE, whatever, if you then start doing some training and stuff and get stronger, that will impact down and you'll be able to pull harder on the ski and that's gonna make you naturally a little bit fitter just mm. by getting stronger, if that makes sense. So strength with regards to weight is always the top and then mm. you can work around all those other goals. Like, so that. like we do at Hex in terms of stretch training gym, but our classes are all weights and we finish a bit yeah. of cardio. So it's cardio, I think when people say, oh, cardio, they think of running or they think of bike. Cardio is a lot more well, this is yeah. That's, an, that's the other interesting thing about when you say weight, cardio versus weight. Cardio. weight what, what is cardio to someone? Mm. Yeah. You know, like if I gave you, if I said, right, okay, guys, we've got to do a hundred grams overhead, would that be classed as mm. weight or cardio? It's mm. both, really, because yeah. your car, your cardiovascular, your heart's going to be. Oh, well, let's get really scientific and go into that aerobic anaerobic kind of timing threshold. Mm. Yeah. most people wouldn't know that. But yeah, I think that in terms of as a, as a mm. basic kind of cardio or weights. I'd say if you don't do any at the moment, I'd say to start with weights. Yeah. Um, if you're doing cardio, add a bit of weights in. Um, and if you're doing weights already, don't really do cardio unless it's. Well, yeah. <laughs> I think if you if you take it as like a someone who's naturally a lot stronger, mm. say someone can squat X amount, say someone can mm. squat 180 kilos, mm. someone can squat, and then mm. person B can squat 100 kilos. If you're doing like an AMRAP, I don't know, like. 80 kilos mm. so the weight is still quite high for person b but they're naturally mm. a little bit fitter they're not going to be able to lift it as much compared to person a even though they're stronger and probably less fitter so yeah. that's why having that overall like higher strength base is going to make you seem a little bit fitter so as you say weight's always number mm. one strength always number one and then that'll filter down into better cardio systems better output on the machines better output in any of the movements you do and obviously it's all kind of measurable in terms of they already get or injuries if you've got them it's like cardio for me and me and someone come back from injury who's never done before is a lot different and me and weights yeah for the same is going to be very different to a novice or an, an athlete like me yeah just like you just like me um so yeah, question two best tips for a bad back i think this is in terms of i've gone to the gym regular class um twinge my back maybe doing a deadlift what would you say initially short term do you know so more often than not, a back issue will will be from weak glutes, weak hamstrings, weak core. So whenever if someone comes to me and they've got a back issue, I'm like I look at I look at I look at um, their core strength, I look at their glute activation and their hamstring activation. And if if all three of those okay are okay, it, which is very rare. Normally it's one of those three. Uh, it could be your hip flexor. Um, like people mm. often, this is a this is a funny thing actually. I remember when when I was like a, in my virgin days, not when oh, I was a virgin. <laughs> yeah, you were the virgin. Gym, I yeah. still am a virgin. <laughs> in my virgin active days, I'll finish that right. It was <clears throat> it was always kind of like stretch hip flexor, stretch hip flexor, stretch it. Never work them there, you know, because you're sat down. You know, people often sat down at their desk and things. And it's only recently people have started saying, well, you can have tight hip flexors, but they still can be weak. Mm. So strengthening your hip flexors is another thing that you have to kind of. So I think a lot of people, oh, yeah, they said overstretch. Sometimes it's even stability as well. Exactly, exactly. So 
I think that yeah. if, if you say best tips for a bad back, yeah, I'd say look at look at your glutes, look at your core, look at your hamstrings, and look at your hip flexors. And then depending if they're an elite athlete or they just start deadlifting, if they're just start deadlifting or kind of on that beginner's scale, I'd say technique. Yeah. So if, yeah. if, you, if you're empty bar, they're doing a technique and their back's bent, then obviously that bing, 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 that's, mm. that's yeah. a bust, massive yeah. cue, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I think, I've, I've, sorry, I've probably gone more into someone who's, yeah. been training yeah. it like is is a, is a regular trainer and they've started to get back issues yeah. then it would be looking at and that. Then that so that would be like if their technique was broken down it would be like A they've gone too heavy yeah. or B they're just not engaging their core yeah. which means like squeezing their abs when they're doing it and they're just yeah. relaxing so curving the, the lower back which puts pressure on the, the lower back so, okay. yeah. so that's the two points I, I, I agree with that bad and some, a lot of the time it's bad bad coaching as well so like yeah. when, you're, when you're saying like breathing in with your abs and stuff mm. like you got to explain bracing the core, which is hard yeah. for everyone. Bracing is yeah. such a like an underutilized thing. Like most people use it. Like I'm not. Firstly, this question is very, very broad. Like mm. it could have so many different reasons. So I'm not. If someone has got a bad back, this doesn't mean this is going to solve those problems because mm. it is such a broad thing. Um, but if we are touching on bracing, which is a significant part of bad lower back specifically, um, a lot of PTs use it and they don't really know what it means. Yeah. Um, People think it's this whole thing of like just tightening your abs and everything when it's not that at all. It's actually mm. trying to get as much air into the belly as possible to create like intra, yeah, like intra, intra body stability. So like a lot of people will actually really extend their spine this position because people think that's healthier for it. Mm. And then if you imagine, if you're listening, you can't obviously see me, but if I'm in this position, I can't actually get any air into my belly mm. here. So a lot of people bar on the back, deadlift, whatever, they'll be here trying to get air into your belly there it's actually it's virtually impossible so actually stacking everything here and having a little bit of flexion in your spine so a slight curve is yeah. actually really healthy this is going a little bit more advanced but it means then you can get air into your belly expand and then that will protect your lower back yeah, that's why a lot of people wear the belt but obviously if you wear the belt all the time it's going to take a bit of core strength mm, out of the yeah. movement yeah uh, but, but then it does like show you how to breathe the start doesn't it yeah. Well, yeah, because you're having to lock that volume in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Belt, people, so. people don't know how to. A lot of people don't know how to use belts correctly as well. They'll just like, they'll chuck it on because they've got a bad back. But yeah. it, it should be used to actually better your lifts in the gym. Like, if you know how to brace efficiently, using mm. a belt is absolutely brilliant. Like, you've got something to brace against. But people will tiny up crazy amounts, yeah, yeah. thinking mm. it will protect their lower back when it doesn't do that at all. It's actually creating more stability within your body. So, um, also yeah. the, the other thing is. To, to do is like when they when they first come to the gym or when you, they're your client, you look at past history. So if they've got a mm. um, history of back injuries or disc injuries. You probably would you probably wouldn't give them heavy deadlifts or you you kind of pull apart their program a bit more. Yeah, it's all that stuff. Break down the like I don't know like more tempo work or lighter weights or bring the bar up on the floor yeah, or, yeah. or work on RDLs. It's exercise selection, isn't it? Depending on yeah. as you say on their history. Yeah. So I hate when people say to me, "Deadlift is the worst exercise of back." It's like it's not. It's one of the best exercises of back. Yeah. So when I did my disc, um, one of the uh, physios said, "You'll never do deadlifts again." Gosh, so I fired her. It's the easy cop out yeah. answer for a lot of physios. <coughs> that kind of thing, like, and that's why a lot of these, not TikTokers. I know you mm. won't know what they are, but like, kind of modern. A lot of modern bodybuilder influencers. They're all yeah. on this like optimal movement kind of thing. Deadlifts are shit. All of this when mm. it's not true at all. Like, but bodybuilders um, tend to stay away from that because they're more muscle isolation. Yeah, like. yeah. Actually, do you know what I I used to compete to the competition, turf game competition with this guy who was a pro rugby player. Yeah. And one of the competitions we had to do a three rep max deadlift, and he was like. 
I never do deadlifts. He never used to do deadlifts mm. because of the soreness it would give him. Mm. Yeah. And then when he's training, so for the next day more training in rugby, yeah. he, he needed more rest days for it. So it wasn't <coughs> conducive for his athletic training. Yes. Which for me, I was like, okay, that's interesting because you'd think for that for that good mm. pose chain, mm. that's one of the best exercises you can do. But yeah. then again, sports crossover, specific. Yeah. It's, it is all crossover. So like with rugby <coughs> players, especially like, if they can tolerate a good amount of load and fatigue, deadlifts are very good. But then if your guy was obviously getting a lot of fatigue, a lot of pain, mm. which is then influencing his training sessions, there's no point doing them. So yeah. it's all it's all exercise selection within the realms of like your training. Um, and then we've, what are we talking about? Um, Pass history. Um, oh, it's yeah, yeah, it's gone out of my head. Yeah. So I think yeah. we've covered a lot about bad back then. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, the best thing to think, well, to... <clears throat> Do if you've got a bad back is a go and see someone that can diagnose it and why yeah. why it's bad so yeah. you don't have to firstly jump at like a car or physio if you've got a PT who knows what he's doing he'll be able to do it yeah. identify yeah. why that is before we need to pay more money oh that was it loads of stuff. that was it I was gonna we were talking about optimal stuff weren't we mm. oh, so yeah. I was saying like don't think that this whole deadlift thing they are really bad like don't ever shy away from deadlifts they're such a useful part mm. of not even just life but like pass over to other movements mm. so like being able to create like full body stability by lifting something off the floor, it's mm. so useful passing over to like other things where you're gonna Daily need to create well. full, Yeah, exactly, exactly that. So like mm. even when you get older pop people, yeah, yeah. if you can get them lifting the bar up. I've seen videos on Instagram doing all these yeah. massive moves. Yeah. If you can get older generation like pops mm. lifting lifting things off the floor it's absolutely brilliant for them. It's going to add years onto their life. It's going to... Bone density. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All of that. So, yeah, bad backs, they're obviously in a lot of us, but mm. don't shy away from the traditional bad back movements, which people think it which is. Which are the, comp the compound movements, which yeah. are more bang for bucks. That's yeah, yeah, like exactly. The programs. Yeah. Um, cool. Last question. Uh, so, training into your 40s, 50s and 60s, and considerations, obviously your 20s. Mm. I'm 30s and old man here. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, Jason's just hit 40. I've hit 40 now, yeah. So I'm in this category now. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm, I'm like, okay, yeah, go on, right. So, I mean, for me, the, what, more in terms of my own personal yeah. experience, because, like, listen, I'm the only one out of us three that can talk about personal experience because I'm 40 now. Yeah. You're not far all away. All three weeks. But yeah, all three. <laughs> <laughs> no, just in my own training, like, I've noticed that, my my training what it from what it used to be to what it is I mean mm -hmm. maybe it's because the fitness industry has kind of progressed as well but I have to spend a lot more time with my my warm-ups my mobility my you know hip openers shoulder openers you know I have to do I have to be quite specific on what I'm mm -hmm. doing some days I have to just do mobility um, I don't I can't push as much weight I think it's so strange because I feel like I'm I'm better conditioned now than when I was in mm. like my twenties. But I'm not as yeah, more experienced. But I'm not as strong. I like kind of think you're a bit like me, even though I'm not forty. By the way, but you're um, telling me you started quite late, didn't you? And you're I did, yeah. But obviously, when like us guys started when we were 16, 18 years old, and mm. even sports before that, and we've had so many injuries over the years, I think that's why she slows you down. So if you have someone coming into maybe Hex who's never trained for, who's never had all his injuries, they're going to be a, a different kind of level, aren't they? Yeah. Mm. But obviously, I've had like. Uh, back injuries and my discs and my knees and shoulder blown out and things like that like, like yourself we've all had these injuries and that's what the main consideration is going into the um, into your older ages is like knowing your limitations 
knowing what aggravates it um, and not pushing those areas too much. Yeah. And training around, well, your running limitations, isn't it? I think main, like I think considerations, especially for elder pup, it's like, um, especially if they've never actually trained before, mm. movement, especially now that research is really progressing and the fitness mm. industry is progressing, that like movement in a gym or outside of the gym, whatever, mm. it's vital for health. Like it adds years onto your life. Like there's crazy amounts of health benefits that you don't even think about that mm. movement actually does for you. It reduces chances of dementia, Alzheimer's, yeah. mental health issues, so many things and mm. people are still ignoring actually just getting out and moving. Like, well, it's also just not the fitness thing, because like when you're 60 plus, your, your people around you diminish, like your friends, your mm. community. Yeah. And one of the main things that is like depression and loneliness and community. the community basis of doing the fitness and exactly. also the endorphin release yeah. is gonna like make you a lot happier again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ages. Definitely. I mean, I, funny enough, I did a story yesterday um, my client sent it to me, a uh, 97-year-old woman, and she Brilliant. was like, she was actually, she was big in the 50s. Oh, the, fi- the lady, on, I saw that article. Yeah, 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 in the fitness industry in the 50s, which, I mean, I didn't even know there was a fitness industry yeah, in yeah, the 50s. Yeah. But she was like the kind of, you know, she was doing all the exercise workouts and things, and mm. now. Hello, hello. Oh, mate. oh you're doing a podcast? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Of course, you could have used to. Um, but she would like, and it, it was interesting, that she was 97 and still still training, you know. She yeah. was still doing. All right. So she like she was saying that when she goes and brushed her teeth, she was doing like push-ups against the the, the, the sink and things. So she's just keeping herself active. Yeah. 97 is incredible. That's the main goal. It's like getting older doesn't mean that you have to just stop doing things. You if, don't if you can up. like no. stay fit and strong and keep your training up, yes, you lower your intensity of volume. Yeah. If you, if you can kind of. But what you said about a community thing is so mm-hmm. like it's so true. You know, as you get into your 60s and you're you're. You know, you, you might just be you and your party, you've kind of lost contact with your friends, whatever, you've moved into another area. You know, get finding a kind of a, a like-minded mm. people around mm. you, it's just, it's so important. So it's good. brilliant. And then from a health perspective, like actually coming to places that educate the elder pops correctly as well. So I know a lot of people that are older that have then gone to a PT, like a generic PT, mm. and they've kind of just absolutely hammered them thinking that they need to kill them. And then they're mm. just scarred for life from that. Yeah. When it's you don't want that at all. You want to come to a place like Hex that's like with educated people that know the correct movements for you, yeah. and that it's going to better your life in the long run. So and that they comes program well to build your exactly. Well, exactly. Un- un- understanding the age population. Yeah. A lot of these gyms have never seen or never trained people over forty, and they exactly. try to give the same things that they do in their gym. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Literally, it's it's all as as I was making the other point. It's all exercise selection. So with elder pop people. They're going to come in. They're not going to probably do like upper lowers or body specific days. Mm. It's going to be all full body. They're just going to learn real fundamental movements. Mm. So, how to pull, how to push, how to squat, how to hinge, mm. how to carry. Mm. And that's all they need, and that's going to better them. They're going to leave that gym, and they're going to be able to walk up the road feeling tons better, just because they've built a little bit of tolerance through their body on top of that. So. If you are 50, 40s, 50s, 60s, mm. 70s, 80s, 90s, and you've never been in the gym or you've done it before, Still can. get in a gym and get training because it, it'll mm. do so, so much. It's like slowing down the aging process as yeah. long as yeah. you can. Yeah, exactly that. Definitely. Uh, right, guys, so little podcast gone for just under 40 minutes now, so perfect. Good time. Good. So nice. Cheers, Jason. Cheers, Max. And uh, any more questions, DM us. Cheers, guys. Brilliant. Thanks. Cheers. Yeah. Nice. Watch my knee was hard out, man. <laughs> 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 Is that all right?